Well, welcome along to this week's edition of The Rodcast with me, Paul Johnson. I hope you're good. I hope you're well. We're having great weather. It's a great time to get out there fishing, isn't it? On today's Rodcast, I'm going to be testing a cracking rod by Fladen, a tackle company that I used to think were quite cheap and quite budget. But have I been proved wrong? I'll be testing the Warbird Travel Rod. It's a four-piece, eight-foot version, and I'll be doing that on the tackle on test. And you can hear how I got on when I did a bit of spinning up the beach with the Fladen Warbird 8-foot rod. That's your tackle on test for this week. And on to our species section this week, Nate's here, the guru that is the freshwater genius, and we're going to be talking about big tench. We spoke about tench last week, but now we're getting serious. We are after the lunkers, the huge great tench, and how to catch them. Those big, huge tench that lurk in the depths of our lakes around the UK. That's all coming up in our species section. So welcome along, one and all, to this week's Rodcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, it's that time of day on the Rodcast to talk about our Tackle on Test feature. And I was very pleased to accept a lovely little gift to me by someone I know quite well, and that is a Warbird travel rod. That's a Fladen rod called a Warbird, and a great name for a rod. The Warbird. Sounds fantastic, doesn't it? And basically, because I was getting into spinning a little bit lately, and uh, going up and doing a bit of bass spinning, a friend of mine has given me a Warbird travel rod. Uh, He's only just acquired this, hasn't even used it yet. And so I'm really pleased he's given it to me to give it a little test and do a little review of it on the Rodcast. Now, I've not really been a great spinning type person over the years i've done a little bit but uh, as i said last week i'm really getting into this idea of doing a little bit of spinning for bass lately it's quite interesting to me and uh, having had a little bit of success with it i thought i'd give it a little whirl now the warbird travel rod is a nice bit of kit actually i've always thought fladen have been a kind of budget company really um, but i was surprised at the quality of this rod when I got it out of the case. But let me tell you a little bit about Fladen's history. The company started way back in 1983 and has since been building up a good name for quality products at fairly reasonable prices. In fact, as I said earlier, I always thought this company were kind of a budget company, but they're based in Sweden and generate millions in sales. So they can't be a bad company, can they? On their company website, 
their logo is anyone can fish and i quite like that kind of attitude to the way they are they say that fladen's ambition is to give anglers some great memories and we buy from the world's leading manufacturers without price inflating and intermediaries so what we supply they say is products that you can rely on and are of excellent quality at a good price which kind of makes sense really doesn't it design and development of fladen and they pride themselves on always moving forward with their tackle based in sweden and they're constantly progressing so all in all they are a budget company uh, because they cost you less money but i'm quite interested in how that rod performs now i was lucky enough as i say to get the fladen warbird that's an eight foot version and uh, for me eight foot is a little bit short i kind of like nine foot rods really and not that i'm an expert on spinning as we know but i kind of like a slightly longer rod but the beautiful thing about this rod is when i got it out of the little black case which wasn't a bad little case i don't think it's going to last years but it's a, a perfectly good little case there's four equal sections which makes sense it will easily pack away into your suitcase and basically that in essence is what this rod is all about it's called the warbird travel rod and that way you can pack it away in your suitcase and take it on holiday with you and as we are all doing staycations the covid problem and not many people flying it's a nice to go on holiday in england and if you can get to countries that aren't on a covid list there's nothing to stop you taking this rod with you and it's really nice it goes together very very well in four even pieces i love the color of the butt the butt end or the butt section is a nice dark blue the rest of the rod is white and black and they really are quite good colors they give an air of quality it's quite nicely rung as well the rings all look of good quality and i love the first ring that you come to because it's quite set away from the rod which gives you good line lay especially when you're spinning because obviously you're using a fixed ball reel mainly and it just feeds the line off better four equal sections good quality bindings black and white again with a little dash of blue quite like the look of the rod and the main thing that struck me about this rod putting it together is when i bent it you wouldn't actually know if you didn't look that it was a four-piece rod it bends really nicely throughout the blank and this is set as fladen say as a medium strength rod as a medium bend rod which is nice the travel spinning rod really this particular one is 10 to 40 grams casting weight now doesn't sound a lot but when you've only got a little lure on and some light line that really would fly out so we, we found out as i took it up the beach there's a couple of local places i tend to go for my spinning fishing and there's a few rocky outcrops that i like to go on i like to get up there at low tide as well because the, the water is a little bit shallower and i can see what's going on and uh, obviously it's a bit safer and i don't get drowned and get my feet wet all the time but i really did like the feel of this rod i set it up and i put a nice lure on this i was only using a 30 gram lure actually and it felt quite nice in the hand i partnered it with a die iron ninja reel which i'm lucky enough to have perfectly balanced and the nice thing about the butt end of this rod as well as the color is that it goes nicely in your elbow so when you're when you're playing a fish i would imagine not that i'd caught one at this stage that this would be quite a nice support to just tuck under round by your elbow so away i went up to the beach i put a nice little lure on i was fishing with braid all the way through i think we would have a slight problem with this i was only using a 15 pound braid but what i will say about the top eye and it seems to be the way 
with a lot of these spinning rods the top eye is very very small and I quite like to fish with a leader usually a fluorocarbon leader just to give a little bit of give when I'm fishing because if I get hit hard by a bass I've got that sort of little couple of seconds to get my act together and to control the fish also when I'm fishing on a rocky bottom with a with a sinking plug or a sinking lure I don't want to be rubbing braid against the rocks because it can break away as we all know and it gets frayed and it snaps but it really did cast nicely this rod and really with a little flick a bit like you would do when you're freshwater fishing with a two ounce weight on I could load the rod quite nicely got a nice little bend on it and the lure really did go flying out I took about three three or four different lures I tried I quite like the sort of uh, rubbery lures which are weighted at the top you know the ones I mean did a bit of fishing with that and that's what I got my first bass on now it wasn't a huge bass um cross between a schoolie and a normal bass came up about three pound very nice fish and the rod handled it ever so ever so easily I got a hit after I was reeling in about halfway through my retrieve the bass locked onto me and uh took it by surprise in fact I nearly fell off the rocks but um it was good fun and I lifted the rod and it bent beautifully really handled the fish well I could feel the fish pumping through those four sections quite nicely in fact just holding it in one hand um and I tend to be a bit cack-handed as a lot of anglers tell me because I like to hold the rod with my left hand and wind with my right hand um I've heard the proper way to do things is hold the rod with your right hand and have your winder of your reel on your left hand but I have always done it the other way around so I feel comfortable but what I'm saying is I could actually feel that fish pumping through that rod quite nicely and I felt I could control that fish uh, through the warbird rod landed that in my little net really nice fish um, put him back and uh, carried on but what I liked about it is the actual spine of the rod bent really nicely in a nice arc and as I got the fish closer into the rocks and uh, just underneath my feet I had no problems actually handling that fish and getting it into my landing net, which was a nice thing. That's what you want from a spinning rod. You don't want to be worried about getting a fish and then having to land it. The other thing I liked about the reel seat in this is it screws down as opposed to up. So you put your reel seat in and the actual thread to hold your reel in is coming down the rod towards your hand, which feels a lot more secure than screwing it up. A bit of a strange thing, but it really did feel nice the way that worked. Um, I would say if you want a four-piece rod that is going to fit in your suitcase, you could really not do far wrong with this Fladen Warbird. I continued to fish for about an hour, actually, and it went a bit quiet, and it got into my third hour, and um, changed the lure up, and I got another big hit, and actually, it was a nicer-sized fish. This was a four-pound bass. It was touching four and a half to four and three quarters if i'm honest and again really nice hit very nice pull on that rod played the fish quite well with the rod let it bounce through the tip and through the top section which has got a nice bend to it and landed the fish really quite well and i was really pleased with the fact that this rod the fladen is just like 43 pounds so the price point of 43 pounds for a rod you can go on holiday with hey you know Let's be honest, if you're on holiday and you're going to spend £43 and get a bit of fishing out of it, that's not a bad rod. But I got the impression that this rod, if you looked after it, would last quite a while. So you're probably paying 43 quid ish to get a good few years 
summer holiday fishing out of it and uh, summer holiday bassing up the rocks and the beaches around the UK. I would think it would struggle with a fish over 15 pound, of course, you know, who knows, I've not caught one, but I'd like to see that. Maybe there's some of you out there that have caught bigger fish on this warbird travel rod. I felt confident using it. I love the colour of it. I love the quality of it. And Fladen, if they are a budget company, they've certainly got this rod right. And I will probably have a look into the other Fladen range of their beach casters because they've got a wide range of tackle available. Great thing about it, as I say, is 43 quid-ish. You can get that on the usual sites, Amazon and eBay and whatever you want to look for or buy it direct from your tackle shop. It's a good little rod to stick in your suitcase take it on holiday and at 43 quid well if it breaks after a few trips what the hell eh that is your flayed and warbird really liked it i had the four piece eight foot version there's some shorter versions of this the rods actually go from a 2 to 12 gram a 5 to 30 gram or hey, the one i had which was the 10 to 40 gram as a recommended casting weight so just be careful what one you choose and um, my little 3000 size reel fitted on it perfectly my little ninja so make sure that you have quite a small reel with this rod obviously if you try and fit a 6000 7000 8000 reel on it one it's going to be too heavy to spin with and the other thing is it probably wouldn't fit in the neat little reel seat but it's a good rod that's the Fladen warbird and i would highly recommend it if you're on a budget get out there and do some summer holiday fishing with it and that's your tackle on test for this week the Fladen warbird great name great rod If you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create Podcasts? If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, make an entrance. I'm a week off sugar. Bear, in uh, I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both up. For the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm so glad no one can see me right now because I'm doing. I was doing some weird dance moves. You had nothing then, yeah. Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You, the Wellbeing Podcast.
I just became a lot more productive and happier. And for me, like, that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, music in my life, and how are you? Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. Okay, on the broadcast this week, Nate's back. Our mate Nate, a specimen hunter, he who knows everything about fishing, and today we're going to be talking tench. We spoke about tench last week and how much fun they are, but this week it's getting serious. We're talking big boys now, aren't we? Different tactics, aren't we, mate? Yeah, you've got to get serious at some point about catching big fish, haven't you? Yeah, it's no good tiddler snatching all your life, is it? No, no. You've got to get into the big fish. Uh, something that I've done, tried to do over the last few years without much success, but um, they are getting bigger, the fish I'm catching. I'm up to eight pounds now. Nice. Which is, you know, for me, is pretty damn good. Um, so, Tench, we're going into the big boys. Um, shouldn't they be, I could be wrong, but don't they spawn at about this time of the year, Tench? Yeah, so usually yeah. sometime around mid-June they'd be spawning. But that's really why we're fishing for a big Tench at this time of year. You don't want to fish for them while they're spawning, but from sort of, obviously depending on how the season's progressing, from like mid-May up to mid-June, they're going to be on a real feeding frenzy, getting big and heavy and fat, ready for their spawning. So, uh, And they also gather up in numbers as well, ready for the spawning. So in those last few weeks before they spawn, that's when you've got your absolute best chance of catching a monstrous tench. You know, mm. a, a double-figure tench is, is huge fish, and that's yeah. when you're going to catch one, is like in the few weeks preceding them spawning. So why is this? Is it just because they're uh, they're getting ready to spawn and they eat lots more because they gain weight? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, yeah. through the spring there's a glut of natural food. All the insect life and invertebrate life in the lake has come to life. Um, uh, the tench don't really do much through through the colder months. They sort of sit still in the deepest part of the lake, and you know they're not very they're not really very active. They just sort of sit there in a stupor. So. When the water starts warming up, they start getting active and they know they've got to feed and feed and feed to get yeah. really fit and healthy for, for this spawning that they're going to do. Sitting there in a stupor, I know what that's like. Yeah. I sit there in a stupor quite often, mate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've just done it for a year. Yeah, whole year's lockdown, sitting in a stupor. God, I'm so glad that's all over. Um, So to get the big boys, um, how, are we gonna, how would be the best way? Would you go out now and say, I want to get a big tench? Uh, What's the difference between the, the bit of fun we had last week with them as the, the serious? Well, don't get me wrong. Obviously, if there's a, a chance of catching a huge tench, you know, under your rod tip on a float, then you'd good, then you'd do that. Oh yeah, yeah. But Love it. but realistically, big fish come from venues where there's less fish. Yeah. Uh, they come from venues where there's more natural food. Mm-hmm. So naturally, it's going to be harder to catch them. And because it's harder to catch them, you want to use methods that are better. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and we'll give you more chances in a way. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that. Yeah. You know, why limit yourself to one float rod which can't cast very far if you're fishing on a lake that's very hard? You know, if you can fish free rods on alarms that right, can yeah, cast, yeah. you know, 60, 70, 80 yards if you can, Yeah. then why not? You know, so if almost... there's a gravel bar at, at 70 yards yeah. where the tents are going to be feeding... It would be foolish to only pack a float rod, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You've got, to pay for, 
Yeah. So it's all about efficiency, you know, that's the word I was looking for. You know, it's all very well to use the methods that are fun and lovely and traditionalist. But if you are out and out fishing for a big fish, you'd be silly not to fish the most efficient method. Yeah. It it comes across quite a lot with with the big specimen uh, fishing. I was talking about smooth hound the other week. Yeah. I've never caught one, and it's not a fish I'd catch, mainly because they love hermit and hardback crabs. Yeah. And I don't fish with hardback crabs. They'll have a peeler. But the thing is, it's a big bait. It's a big mouth. And yeah. you, you put this bait on, you think, hey, what fish is going to get its mouth around that? But I actually do, and that's how you catch the bigger fish. Yeah. Because you're targeting them with the right bait and the right size hooks and everything. If, if you want to do something, if you want to achieve something, yeah. you've got to do the things that are proven to you know mm. so we're looking at similar to carp tactics here aren't we when you say yeah, well i assume it. with three rods it's i see carpers all the time out there and three rods out you know, yeah so like it's you know in from being on the bank point of view you you know you're going to be on a bed chair in a bivy with three rods out on you know alarms with bobbins mm. um the rigs themselves are often a bit different although you can catch very big tench on scaled down carp tactics or not that scaled down really you know mm. i know people who specialize in catching big tench on like pop-up boilies and things oh, right, like that yeah, yeah. Um, okay. generally most specimen tench anglers are going to be using feeders of some description maggot feeders or method feeders with like ground bait tightly packed yeah. around it um but you're using a heavier rods so you're using like two pound test curve rods as opposed to your float rods but they're still lighter than your traditional carp rods yes yeah um yeah it's just a balance, you know. You yeah. might need to cast a bit further with quite a heavy feeder, so you need a rod that's beefy enough to do that consistently, yeah. but light enough that you're going to enjoy playing a smaller fish because you're not fishing for 30 pound carp, you're fishing no. for up to maybe, you know, if you're very lucky, you know, a 12 or 13 pound tench would be a huge fish. That's a lunker, isn't it? Because like, they're such yeah. a big fish, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, the big do- with the big tail fin. And... The British record tench is 15 pound four ounces, I believe. Wow. That's maybe massive. 15 pounds six ounces but yeah sort of lower yeah. end of 15 pound um and realistically you know fish above sort of 13 pounds don't happen very often any yeah. anywhere in the country yeah. but we do live in kent and kent kent and surrey is is, is where you yeah. want to be really i've heard it is because it is quite a hot spot for tench isn't it yeah we, um, we, with our been. gravel pits and mm. our climate down here we've, we've got yeah. it lucky for big tench really yeah and i suppose we get quite a few people traveling down to us to do, to do definitely that. Yeah. yeah when i was fishing consistently on uh in the medway valley on the gravel pits in the medway valley i fished on the same days as a fella that would drive down every week from newcastle to wow. fish for those tench yeah yeah. Wow, just goes to show they're very sought after, aren't they? Yeah. So we're looking at sort of virtually straight ledger gear here with all sorts of baits, really. Maggots? Would I take earthworms? Uh, yeah. You one... think, I, I've got this thing in my head that tends to love worms. I don't know that's one of the real um, hot rigs that sort of swept the tench fishing world in the last few years. Is what is one called a worm kebab, yep. where they they chop kebab. Uh, um, love it. <laughs> you know, like the middle sized worms, the the yep. dendrobina worms. Yeah. They, they chop those into little bits and hair rig the little bits. Right. So it's like one sort of smaller lump of bait all oozing with worm gunk. And, nice. Yeah. And Lovely. then you, they'd chop a lot of worms into their um, ground bait mix yeah. Yeah. To, to either spom out or spod out or, uh, you know, ball out in their ground bait, however you're getting it out into the lake. 
a bit like you would do with the uh, bloodworm boilie tactic with carp, and it yeah. you saturate it with the the smell of bloodworms or garden worms or whatever we call yeah. them, and, yeah. and then attract it, get it to it. You know. Um, also, I've heard tench like like um, uh, cheese. No, no, okay, so that's not true. <laughs> Good, so that's a great time to uh, to go fishing for the bigger tench at the moment. Then, um, any particular hot lakes you know that that would be. You know, you'd think of oh, good that would be a good place. You know, in Kent, we've got two prominent river valleys in Kent. You've got the Medway Valley, yeah. then you've got the Stour Valley. Yeah. And any mature gravel pit through those valleys are going to contain decent tench. Okay, and, good stuff. You know, wow. that's wow. just where big tench live is in, in these sort of mature 40, 50, 60 year old gravel pits. Yeah, yeah. Um, the they just seem to do really, really well in them, and that's what's really transformed tench fishing in the UK. You'll also get really big tench in some of the old estate lakes, like Capability Grat, Brown, sort of, oh, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, some of the bigger... Like the... Big estate lakes with all the lily yeah. pads and things like yeah, that. But, yeah. but, but really, when you're talking about big tench, £8 plus, £10 plus in some situations, most of them are going to be from gravel pits. Yeah just they like that environment don't yeah they? it's just yeah. yeah i think it lends itself to all again all the insect life growing yeah. you know and what about the rivers uh is there is it tension rivers you do get tension yeah. rivers in the in the usually in the slower flowing rivers but yeah. i'm not aware of any like no. double figure tench ever no. from rivers I, i'm not sure i might be wrong no. on that but no. but generally a tench from a river would be a smaller one yeah it tends to be a lake fish or gravel yeah they fish. get really huge mm. in these gravel pits that's fine okay so if you're serious about it, night fishing's a good move as well. Yeah, and yeah. and particularly because you'll have your baits in place at dawn. Dawn's probably the best time um, for a bite as the mm. as the mist is rolling off the water. You know all those classic images from like it's passion wrangling been the best, and things like that. It? You know, yeah. that's that's the time that you're yeah. most likely they're going to kick off and start feeding. So yeah. a lot of, a lot of the time, if you on lakes where you're going to get a lot of bites, I know a lot of people who would bait up in the evening. And they'd actually reel in overnight, get a good night's kit, but then set their alarm for like three or four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Start baiting up again and get the rods in position for as it's getting light. And yeah. Have a bumper day, you know. Yeah, because dawn has always been once that mist starts rolling in and you start seeing the activity, like we said. Definitely, and they're going to be rolling at, the, at dawn. Yeah, they're going to start fizzing again, start like we talked them. about last week. Yeah, you, know? you start seeing them, and then you know. Um, it's just a feeling you get, isn't it? You uh, quite often, it's quite hard to describe to people who don't go fishing but you start seeing those little things and you start seeing a little bubble and people would usually just either not notice it if they're not fishermen or just dismiss it as a bit of air in the mud or whatever in the silt but we as fishermen anglers we kind of look oh that looks interesting and we start to see those signs and it's usually shortly after that bang you get a hit and 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 not that i'm including myself in this but like all the best anglers if you if you watch the way they fish all the best anglers, they don't take their eyes off the water. No. You know, no. your Terry Hearns of the world are like amazing carp fishermen. You just, they just look and look and look and look. They spend more time watching than they do fishing, you know. Mm. No relation to Barry Earn of Snooker. I don't think so, no. no. Okay, mate. Well, listen, thanks, mate. That's great. I'm looking forward to uh, you coming in again next week. Um, where we're going to be celebrating in a way because obviously it's been closed season. We'll tell you yeah, all about so why. Yeah, the river's open. Yeah, they? the river's open up. So that means that the 
that's got a good point it's bad points it means there's a lot more people fishing on the rivers next week kids because uh, it's also a uh, blessing uh it's also half term probably or, or, or there'll be an holiday soon um uh but the rivers open and we can all go into the rivers because they've been closed because of the closing so look yeah. forward to celebrating time, yeah. that we can have a chat about that next week I look forward to it okay thanks nate go and catch a big tench Thanks see you next much. week mate. see, see you later bye well 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 sadly that's all we've got time for on this week's edition of the rodcast thanks for joining us thanks for your company i do hope you've enjoyed it thanks to nate for your info as ever and i hope you enjoyed me getting up the beach with that flayed and warbird testing that out for you next week i'm joined again by nate and it's the glorious 16th as we call it in the fishing game that means all the rivers that have been closed and some of the lakes for spawning etc are reopened so there'd be people sitting on the riverbank at midnight waiting to cast out that's the glorious 16th rivers open and we're going to be talking to nate in our species section next week about chub chunky chub and i'll have another bit of tackle to put through its places whatever and wherever that takes us so join us again next week on the rodcast and don't forget to tell your mates to make a date with the rodcast hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.